This is the reality. A very special hello again. Welcome to the reality. My name is Dudley Anderson. Really good to be with you for the next half hour or so. Sharing the story of a life touched by the reality of knowing Jesus. As always, I do appreciate emails very much indeed. If you can, drop me an email, dudley at surereality.net. Brought up in Northern Ireland, sadly not in a Christian home, from a young age, Tom MacDonald's parents abused him physically and sexually. His parents were alcoholics, and from a very early age, they would make him drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes. This continued until the age of 13. From quite a young age, I was given alcohol. Uh, my parents found this would be somewhat fun to, to give me alcohol. Of course, my parents smoked. They found it fun for their son to smoke. There was uh, sexual abuse in, in the home. and um, uh, So that was where I was brought up in that environment and in that background. But, and I think, as you say, it does happen with victims. It was their fault that they led um, the abusers on, etc. So it's so easy for people who've been through that to think it's my fault that I've done wrong, but really and truly it, it, it's not. One evening, a neighbour invited Tom to his church. Here he heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. That night, he gave his life to Jesus. But the long-term effects of sexual abuse and physical abuse were devastating. Well, today's The Reality was recorded via Skype. Let's begin by asking Tom to tell us a little bit about his early life. Uh, yes, I, I was brought up in um, Northern Ireland. I wasn't um, brought up in, in a Christian home. And um, unfortunately, I was brought up um, in a home that my parents were um, alcohol lovers. They, they were alcoholics. And um, from quite a young age, I was um, uh, given alcohol uh, and to drink alcohol and then... And, and, um, uh, my parents found this would be somewhat fun to, to give me alcohol. So quite often I was sick as a child as a result of that. And um, there was other stuff went on in the family home as well. Um, of course, my parents smoked, so they they, they found it fun for, for their son to, to smoke. Oh. And there was um, uh, sexual abuse in, in the home. And um, yeah, so it certainly wasn't a Christian home and, and, and certainly far from it. Um, so that was where I was brought up um, in that in that environment and in that background. Mm-hmm. Um, very very tough indeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could well imagine. Uh, and and you know, forgive me for uh, being a bit pointed, but that's disgraceful uh, that any parent should uh, force their child to drink alcohol at such an early age. How did that affect you? In, yes, well, now in in in, in like I say, later life as such, um, I do now have. Um, respiratory problems with my lungs and um, I do have a heart defect as well so um, and and they probably can say that because of the alcohol I was taking when I was young and uh, and the inhaling of um, of cigarettes smoke and nicotine and so it affected my lungs as a child and affected my, my heart and, and so on so so I do have um, health conditions now um, as a result of what <clears throat> what happened when I was a child, um, but um, but thankfully, uh, I say I, I 
I can manage to to go about everyday life and as normal as I, as I as I need to, mm-hmm. thankfully. No, thank God for that. God obviously stepped into your life, and uh, you know He is the healer. Um, and just thinking a minute about that, um, did you did you consume so much that you would be intoxicated? Probably didn't take much to get me intoxicated mm. back then. <clears throat> as a child, um, I say whenever I was about four or five years of age, <clears throat> the my parents would have drank alcohol, and um, I'd have drunk whis- whiskey and and, and um, quite strong alcohol. So. So it wouldn't take took on very much, and um, I, I could picture quite well my parents finding this um, somewhat enjoyment, somewhat fun that their their son was sitting and um, uh, taking alcohol along with them and sitting um, smoking along with them, and mm-hmm. and just they were finding um, a pleasure out of this. Mm-hmm. So yes, no, I think um, it didn't take much to 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 do the damage. So mm-hmm. it didn't. It's a real shame. Uh, do you have any siblings, brothers, sisters? Yes, I have a much older sister and a much older brother. Um, my sister left home whenever she she was eighteen. She she's the oldest, and then my brother <clears throat> left home um, shortly after her. Um, so, whenever all this took place and then came around, uh, I was the youngest child. Um, so I was the only child left at, at home. Uh, whenever this took place, and um, uh, say it seems to be that that managed to skip my sister and my brother, and and then I was the youngest child. It seemed to be me that that it fell upon, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. so they didn't they didn't do this with uh, your siblings at all. No, um, not not that I'm aware oh, of. I mean, oh. my came forward, and they haven't ever said anything. Um, of course, I'm the only one in my family who committed their life to the Lord um, and who became a Christian, whereas the rest of my family still are unsaved, still Mm -hmm. non-Christians. But perhaps one day we keep praying that the Lord would intervene and and if the Lord does intervene, then maybe something may come forward from them. But at the moment, um, I'm the only person who who has came forward. Mm And uh, Tom, what about, uh, you know, the physical abuse and the sexual abuse without going into dreadful details but uh, how did this affect you um it affected me with the i suppose the, the physical and the sexual i mean i would have been having um uh marks on my body um uh certain marks in certain areas and um uh, and even at school there would have been like um uh, you would have had to get changed for sport or changed for swimming and stuff like that. I always avoided getting changed and um, I always um, made up excuses and tried to cover it up. There would have been bruises um, on, on my body. There would have been um, you know, physical marks on my body. And, um, and even the whole, for a long time, the whole sexual side of things, I've been sexually abused by my parents. In later life, for a long time, it made me scared, I suppose, um, to to get married. It made me scared to, mm. uh, even even today, sometimes I find it hard to, um, you know, whenever I'm sleeping in the same bed as my wife, sometimes I, I feel, um, you know, I feel I can't get as close to my wife as what I should be. Mm-hmm. Um thoughts and stuff comes back what happened in, in, the, um, in the past with my parents um, mm. 
So yeah, there is those effects still ongoing, uh, unfortunately. And um, I say yeah, and it, it just um, that's really just has affected me mentally, um, you know. And and, and um, thankfully, the marks, the scars may have gone from my body now, but there's still that mental um, <clears throat> mentality in in my head where. I mean, I know my wife's my wife. I love her. Um, we obviously had a son together, mm-hmm. but there's moments where where I feel that I I can't let her in. You know, I can't get too close to her. Um, not all the time, but there is sometimes when those thoughts still comes comes to comes to mind. Mm, that's a real shame. So, how do, how does your wife deal with this, Tom? Um, I suppose at the very beginning when I met Alison, I was very honest with her. I was very upfront with her. I explained to her um, my background, my testimony. Um, Alison, being a lovely Christian lady as well, understood all that I had um, come through. And, um, you know, she she understood that that there was going to be difficulties there. And we have came over a lot of those hurdles um, together. She's... um, she stayed very close by, by my side and has been there for me. Looks after me really well, and um, <clears throat> and she's there for me. And, and there's moments have come when I just feel it crying, I just feel it dying, feeling you know, that stuff. It, it gets on top of me. Um, my wife's the first person that that I obviously, apart from the Lord, mm. um, my wife's the first person that I turn to 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 chat to 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 um to voice, and and they are my my heart too. Praise God. Well, it's really, it's wonderful how God has brought such a woman into your life. Uh, I think understanding is the key word here. You know, Tom, and, and you know, I'm, I'm honest, I've not had any physical or sexual abuse like you've had. Uh, but when, when I hear your story, uh, a lot of people, you know, start speculating. And certainly with older children uh, and uh, even with rape, you know, people uh, often accuse the victim of being seductive or whatever the case is. But we need to have an understanding. And certainly in the relationship of marriage with regard to sexuality uh, with uh, a person such as yourself having suffered an ordeal like this is to have, have an understanding of that and work with that person rather against than against them. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I fully understand. I mean, I, um, I suppose for a long time I, I, I even have had Christian counselling um, because there was that time in that place where I blamed myself and mm. um, I would have said that maybe it was my fault, maybe mm. it was something that I was doing, maybe it was something that I had done to my parents, did I do something wrong? Um so it took me a long time to realize that, well, I was just a child. Um, I didn't, you know, I, 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 I didn't realize even back then what they were doing until until I was much older. Mm. Um, you know, so, uh, but there still was that time where I blamed myself. And, and I think, as you say, it does happen with, with, with victims. They, they could very easily blame mm. themselves. Mm. They, it was their fault that, that they did, you know, this, that they led. Um, the abusers on etc um, I think it, that was in my mind and it took me a long time and even with Christian, the Christian counsellor mm. um, who I went to and seen for a long time it was them who made me realise that it wasn't my fault um, my parents were the ones who should have been responsible they should have been who should have been leading by example mm. uh, you know, therefore you know that I shouldn't be blaming myself and there's still times um, 
not very often, but there's still times I still sit down and think, maybe have I done something different, or if I had have been a different child, or, or in a way, then things may have been different. So it's so easy for for people who've been through that to to think in their head, uh, you know, that it's my fault that I done wrong. But really and truly, it, it it's not, you know, um, it's not it's not their fault. It's not their fault at all, quite right. Do you feel that um, when you eventually were able to speak about it, do you believe that talking about it and getting it off your chest, so to speak, um, helped you? Yes, of course, absolutely. It's very um, strange. Never, I, I committed my life to the Lord after hearing the, the gospel at the age of 13. So the abuse kept going on and on. Um, physical abuse and sexual abuse until the age of 13 and uh, and I kept it all hid and kept it from everyone mm. until then mm. and um, I was actually on the last Sunday in July 2003 when I committed my life to, to the Lord and, and and I mean I was very shy, very withdrawn, I, I wouldn't speak to no one, I, didn't, I hated getting in amongst crowds of people mm. but that particular morning <clears throat> before I went to school the next morning, the Lord um, said to me, sit down with a pen and paper and pour your heart out on this bit of paper. Mm. And I just sat down and I wrote everything down, what was happening in the home, the abuse I was going through, the, the physical, the sexual, what my parents were doing. I wrote it all down. We had a youth worker in, in school, um, a youth worker I got on really well with and I'm and, and, um, very fond of him. And um, mm. And I knew I could trust him and knew that I could share with him um, about what, what was going on. And that day I went into school and handed him this, this piece of paper with all this and all this <laughs> writing on it about what was going on. <clears throat> and that afternoon then I was taken into taken into care. <laughs> and um, just even just writing stuff down, that, that sheet of paper, I just felt a great release. I just felt that, that the Lord was taken and healing and that was the start of the healing process and the start of the process of um, of being renewed and um, being healed, being healed in Him. Yeah, so um, I must admit that that was a great comfort being able to do that. Praise God! So it's really advisable if anybody is listening up as an adult or even as a child. Uh, to open up and talk about it, not only for your own uh, mental uh, recovery, but sometimes we need to expose the uh, the abusers that they uh, pay account for what they do. Tom has been amazing talking with you. We're going to take a very short break. When I come back, I want to, I want you to tell me how Jesus stepped into your life. The reality is produced in partnership with Good News Broadcasting Association. To listen to this program again, please visit the website gnba.net. For more information about GNBA and other radio programs that we produce, please send an email to info at gnba.net. Email us info at gnba.net. If you've just tuned in, thank you so much for joining us. This is The Reality. My name's Dudley Anderson. It's really good to be with you. The Reality produced by Shaw Reality Media. As always, if you're listening up today and you've got some questions or perhaps you have a need that you would like us to pray about, drop me an email, Dudley, D-U-D-L-E-Y, Dudley at ShawReality.net. But today on The Reality, we're speaking with Thomas MacDonald. Tom was badly abused as a child by his parents, physically and sexually. 
and he was forced to drink strong liquor and smoke cigarettes at a very early age. Child abuse is horrific. The effects of child abuse affect the whole person for the whole of his or her life. As we spoke with Tom, we discovered how important it is to open up about your abuse, be it by speaking it out, literally, or writing it down in letter form. But also very important is to understand the situation and have deep understanding for these individuals who suffer this abuse. Thankfully, Tom's lovely wife had great understanding, and she's been very helpful in his ongoing recovery. The scripture also says that God is our healer, body, soul, and spirit. Tom opened his heart to Jesus as a teenager, and the Lord has continued to help him to bring strength to his soul and his circumstances. Let's find out more about how Tom discovered the reality of the help and the touch of Jesus in his life. Today's The Reality has been recorded via Skype. We're talking to Thomas MacDonald today on The Reality. And uh, Tom, you've just shared with us some very heartfelt experience that you went through as a child. Uh, But you kept saying that uh, you found Jesus and God helped you, the Lord helped you. How did Jesus step into your life? Uh, Yes, I, um, of course, as I was brought up in in, in that background, and we didn't have... um, any church attendance, but it was actually a, a neighbour of mine. His son was a pastor of um, a local church in, in the local town, and they were running uh, running a mission. Um, he he invited me along to to this mission, and um, I heard the gospel been been preached quite plainly, and, and my need to to be saved and, and to repent of sins and how the, you know, the Lord could could help me in, in my life, and. Um, I came home that night, there was no real change, nothing happened Went through the, the whole week of the usual abuse and all that took place. And then the following Sunday night, um, I, again, I had no notion about going out to church, but there was something inside me. There was that desire, that prompting um, of the Holy Spirit to go. And um, I, I went along and, and the preacher was preaching on Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Mm. And those words sank deep into my heart, and um, I went home that night, and uh, normally after I went home in the evening time, I would have sat down with my parents, I would have joined in with what they were doing, there would have been uh, loads of stuff t- taking place, but that evening I went home, I wanted just to go straight to my own room, I wanted to just be alone, um, so I went into my room, and was all alone, and, and whenever it came time to sleep, I couldn't sleep, I was restless, I was twisting and turning, and yeah. And the Lord was saying to me, um, you know, this life you're living, I want to offer you a far better life than this. So I've got so much more mm. for you than this. Um, this is not of me. I want to give you so much more, a better life. And and of course, I, I didn't know. I just thought this was a voice in my head. I was like, this is strange. And just a, a voice in my head talking to me here that you know, <laughs> wants to offer you so much more. So anyway, I, I just couldn't sleep, and the voice kept talking, saying, look, I want to offer you a better life than the life you're living now. Yeah. It must have been about 2 a.m. in the morning or so. I got out of bed, and then I didn't know how to pray a sinner's prayer. I, I wasn't too sure what to pray. Um, but I just said, look, listen, Lord, if this is you, if you are offering me this better life, I do turn away from my sins. I, 
I do commit my life to you. Uh, I do trust in you as my Lord and Savior. And I know that you can take me away from this. And then the very next morning, that was whenever the Lord gave me the courage to write that letter mm. um, to give youth worker in school. And there was that, that transformation. There was that um, that change I could notice straight away because that next morning, it was as like if I was totally clean and totally fresh and, and I couldn't swear if I tried. So I knew that there was that transformation and, and the Lord really did a work of grace in, in, in my life. Praise God. And we say grace is God's doing, and he did it when he sent Jesus to die for us upon the cross, taking our sins upon himself and all our pains and our infirmities and our abuse. He took upon himself when he died upon the cross, rose again from the dead. If we confess Jesus as Lord and believe in our hearts that he died and rose again, the Bible says we can be saved. And and Tom, God saved you from this and uh, all the abuse that you took, he took on your behalf. So what, what would you say to somebody listening? Listening up today now as we talk on the radio, who's had a similar experience to you? Um, perhaps they don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. What's your word to them? Um, I, I think the best advice I give them is first of all, is uh, you know, do you get to know um, the Lord Jesus as their Savior because He cares for them and He loves them. Mm. Um, you know, they, He. It's a love that that you really need to experience for yourself. Um, it's okay me share my story today and, and what the Lord's done for me. But what he's done for me, he desires so much to, to do for others who are going through the same situation. He wants to show them the same love. He wants to impart to them the same grace. He wants to help them in the same way that he's helped me. Um, and I, my desire would be just that those people would reach out their hand and, and put their trust in, 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 in the Lord and, and just, just stand back and watch and, and see what the Lord can do with their lives mm. because that's what I did. Mm. I stood back and I handed my life to the Lord and, and I've watched and over the years I've seen the amazing work mm. that he's done in my life. Praise God. Fantastic. What about your parents, Tom? How how do you feel towards them now? Were you able to reach a point of forgiveness? Uh, yeah, the well, the thing I've actually forgiven my parents. Um, I forgive them probably about a year or so after I became a Christian, um, uh, and it took me probably that that time to, to to get used to what had happened and get used to um, the fact that, that the Lord had saved me. And and I think one of the things that, that the Lord challenged me on was for me to move forward. Um, that I had to forgive them. Mm. And, um, I have sent them my testimony. I have sent them um, Christmas cards. I've sent them birthday cards. I've wrote, given them my telephone number. Um, I've reached out to my parents over the years. Um, it would be 17 years now gone past. Mm. And um, over those 17 years, I've reached out to them. I've um, I've um, you know made that place where they can contact me, where they know that um, if they call me, if they contact me, I'm willing to chat to them, and and that you know that, that I'm willing to move things forward in the future, and not so much look at what happened in in, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, as of yet, they they've never made that attempt to, to contact me, to write to me, or or to call me. But every day I trust in the Lord. I, I still pray for them and trust it. Again, the Lord is quite able to to save them and to to heal them, 
um, the same way he has done for me. So, so I do entrust him every day to, to his giving. Praise God. Very good indeed. You mentioned earlier that uh, through the alcohol and the nicotine, uh, it affected your body. You said that uh, you developed some heart conditions. I believe you were playing rugby one day and um, passed out on the field. What happened there? Yes, I, I, I do have some health conditions there that there at the moment that now, unfortunately, I um, uh, I do have um, respiratory problems with, with the lungs and um, I had 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 you know, had a little chip put into the the heart. Hmm. Um, I, uh, whenever I was playing rugby one day, whenever I was about twenty one or so, um, again I never thought that not my past life would have never done me no 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 harm. But I was playing rugby and and I collapsed after the the rugby match and mm-hmm. was rushed into hospital, and that's whenever they discovered the problems of the lungs, the problems of the heart, and and well you know since that they, they, there's been just ongoing problems. But the Lord certainly um, has been healing me as well. There has been um, there used to be problems with my liver. Um, the liver used to be in a, a quite a bad state because of the alcohol as well. Mm-hmm. But frankly, today the liver seems to have fully recovered, and, Praise God. and I do believe that that the Lord is is, is able to heal, and um, uh, and um, I'm feeling better today than than what I ever have. Well, praise God, that is good news, and we pray with you, Tom. I pray for you. The Lord will touch you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, and cause healing and recovery throughout your body. Praise God for that. In uh, in closing, uh, Tom, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you are now a minister of the gospel. You're an evangelist, I believe, and uh, and and a, and, a, and a pastor. Tell me about your life. Uh, yes, I about two thousand and what would it have been? It would have been about seven years ago, seven eight years ago. Um, uh, first of all, the, the we just felt the need to set up an organisation in the local area where we were there wasn't much outreach going on so um a few of us got together and we set up active evangelism and um that just that goes out around people's doorsteps and chats to them on their doorsteps and does like open areas and in, in, in towns and runs gospel missions and so on so mm-hmm. well, we set that up and, and that was running and then i um there was a local christian fellowship being, being set up in in a local area and um, they were looking for for a pastor. I never thought I was pastor material. Mm-hmm. And um, they put out the call, and um, and the Lord prompted me to to go for it. And and um, I I argued with the Lord for about six <laughs> months. This is not happening. This is not for me. Um, but anyway, I took up the post. I pastored there for just um, under just over five years. Sorry, and. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a great, um, great time, and um, obviously, then I met my wife, Alison, who is from outside Chester. Um, so I had to leave the pastoral work there and move over to to Chester. So I went back into secular work, and um, I continued to pray that the Lord would lead me back into to uh, a church setting again uh, very, very soon, and um, to be able to serve Him again. But um, yeah, I've enjoyed serving the Lord. I've enjoyed um, pastoring. Um, and I think because of what I've been through mm. in my life, mm. I've, want, I've wanted to help others. I've wanted to share love to others, just to to see others who've been going through the same circumstances or um, maybe not even the same circumstances, but just, just by being there for people and showing people love and, 
and, and love that has been parted to me. I love to to part to others. Um, and um, yeah, I just um, I just love. I I I am a people person, so mm-hmm. I just love love people. <laughs> Lovely, wonderful. Well, Tom McDonald, thank you so much for uh, sharing your heart with us today on The Reality. Indeed, pray God's healing and complete restoration on you and that he would bless your ministry and open up more doors for you. Thank you for joining us today on The Reality. You've been listening to The Reality with me, Dudley Anderson, today talking to Tom McDonald. Let me remind you that if you'd like to make contact with me, please do so by email dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Shaw Reality Media in partnership with Good News Broadcasting Association. Find out more about GNBA at gnba.net. From me to you, as always, God bless.